Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. It's uh, been a quiet week weather-wise so far, but that's going to change today. Yes, a wet day is in store for Londoners. A weather system moving into the province will result in a soggy day, not just for us, but the whole region. Environment Canada says the rain is starting as drizzle and showers this morning before switching over to heavy rain this afternoon. We could get 15 to 30 millimetres before the system switches over to snow at around midnight. Environment Canada says the partially frozen ground may have a reduced ability to absorb this rainfall. The agency says there could be a few centimeters of snow on the ground by tomorrow morning, so drivers watch out for that. While we are expected to get uh, mostly rain with this and some snow, there are areas north of the city that could see a lot of snow. Owen Sound is expected to get 5 to 10 centimeters of snow tonight, with another 5 centimeters on the way tomorrow. Well, London police continue to look for a man wanted in connection with the death of a child. London police have renewed their appeal for information from the public as they continue to search for a man wanted in connection with the death of a child. 47-year-old Londoner Giuseppe Joseph Stilitano is wanted on charges of manslaughter and criminal negligence causing death in connection with the death of a young child in March of 2021. Officers say Stilitano was wanted back in October after a 17-month investigation. Investigators say the victim and suspect were known to each other, However, no further information about the child's identity was released. Anyone who knows where Giuseppe Joseph Stilitano may be is asked to contact London police or Crime Stoppers. Budget season in London is just warming up, but if other cities are any indication, our taxes could be set to rise. Yeah, municipal finance experts say Ontario homeowners should expect to pay more in property taxes this year, in large part thanks to inflation and continued costs related to the pandemic. Toronto's proposed 5.5% residential property tax hike is in line with projected bumps in Hamilton and Waterloo, as well as some other major Canadian cities like Vancouver and Edmonton. Proposed hikes would be another hit to the wallets of consumers who are feeling the pinch of inflation in many cost-of-living areas, such as groceries, gas, mortgage rates and rents. Enid Slack, the director of the University of Toronto's Institute on Financial, or rather Municipal Finance and Government, says just as inflation hits a resident's cost of living, it affects a city's expenditures with increased costs from debt financing to fuel. David Ambroski, a professor at Toronto's Metropolitan University, says the COVID-19 pandemic's continued effects on city budgets continue to be significant. Cities are looking to make up decreased revenues, notably from transit, at the same time as they spend on pandemic-related social services, public health and shelter costs with Toronto eyeing a roughly $1.4 billion hole in its 2023 budget unless the other levels of government offer help. Meanwhile, Ottawa has directed staff to cap property tax increases at 2.5%, a move Ambroski says could hurt the city and other municipalities that peg taxes at a rate significantly lower than inflation. If taxes fall to keep pace with inflation, he says the quality of municipal services could deteriorate and future contract negotiations could prove challenging. That'll be something to watch, as is this. Airline executives will be grilled by MPs today in Ottawa. Yeah, executives from Canada's top airlines will appear before a parliamentary committee today to testify about the mess thousands of passengers say they experienced over the holidays. 
vice presidents of Air Canada and WestJet will speak to members of Parliament about the delays and cancellations thousands of travelers say they experienced as a winter storm swept across the country before Christmas. But it's not Mother Nature MPs are taking issue with. Rather, it's the communication, or lack thereof, that companies had with passengers whose plans were upended. While the president of Sunwing Airlines is scheduled to appear at committee, neither Air Canada nor WestJet will be represented by a president or CEO, with the airlines instead sending vice presidents to testify. (laughs) NDP leader Jagmeet Singh said in a statement that Canadians deserve an explanation and the least the CEOs could do was show up. A spokesperson for WestJet says their CEO was not available to testify on short notice, while Air Canada didn't respond before a press deadline. And Prince Harry's book appears to be a hit. Yeah, Penguin Random House announced yesterday that first day sales for Harry's tell-all memoir topped 1.4 million copies, a record pace for nonfiction from a company that also publishes Barack and Michelle Obama, whose becoming needed a week to reach 1.4 million when it was released in 2018. Sales for Spare include hardcover, audiobook, and ebook editions. Michelle Obama's memoir has since sold more than 15 million copies worldwide. Its sales holding up over time in part because of highly favorable reviews. The verdict is mixed so far for spare. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1759, James Wolfe was promoted to Major General and Commander-in-Chief of British Land Forces for the planned invasion of New France, which came later in the year. Wolfe was killed when his forces invaded Quebec in September of 1759. In 1910, Baroness Rosen, wife of the Russian ambassador to the United States, pioneered smoking by women in public at a White House reception. In 1912, the first issue of the Financial Post was published by John Bain McLean, who also founded McLean's magazine. The Financial Post is now part of the National Post newspaper. In 1916, a government order in council boosted the number of Canadian soldiers committed to the First World War to 500,000. In 1945, German forces in Belgium retreated during the Battle of the Bulge in the Second World War. In 1969, the Boeing 747 Jumbo Jet made the first transatlantic flight to London from New York. Also in 1969, a quarterback, Joe Namath, led the New York Jets to a 16-7 upset of the Baltimore Colts in the Super Bowl III in Miami. Namath, who had guaranteed victory three days before, passed for 206 yards against the Colts, who had lost only once all season. In 1984, a snowstorm in southern Ontario created a massive 200-car pileup on the QEW, which skirts uh, the western end of Lake Ontario. The storms caused 89 injuries and $1 million in damage. In 1999, Canadian-born cartoonist Todd McFarlane paid $3 million at auction for Mark McGuire's then-record 70th home run ball that he hit the previous fall. The home run record was broken by Barry Bonds in 2001 when he hit 73. That ball sold for only $450,000. In 2000, Justice Beverly McLaughlin was sworn in as the first female Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada. In 2013, NHL players voted in favor of ratifying the collective bargaining agreement that ended the months-long lockout, clearing the way for a week-long training camp before the shortened 48-game season began on January 19th. 
And on this day in 2020, the Ontario government wrongly issued a province-wide emergency alert about an incident at the Pickering Nuclear Generating Station. Ontario Power Generation said the alert was sent in error and that there was no danger to the public or environment. Happy birthday to listener Karen, who turns 48 today. You share a birthday with Howard Stern, who turns 69. Oliver Platt is 63. Dominique Wilkins also is 63. Jeff Bezos turns 59. And Melanie Chisholm, otherwise known as Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls, turns 49.